Welcome back to Launch Speed. I'm your host, Buzz Brendan Lightyear, joined by my co-host, Woody, or Zach, on this epic journey to find out you are a toy! Love it. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into this one. There's multiple shapes and sh- sizes. There's a side that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's and hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> It will determine the, the launch speed. Launch speed. Launch speed. <laughs> Stop! I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. Rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to launch speed. So, anything exciting happened for you this week? Honestly, no, not really. Oh, good. Same here. All right. We went to work. We got home from work. We went to bed. Not a lot of bad stuff happened, so I guess that's exciting. Yeah, that I would say so. It was just pretty run of the mill week, you know. So any anything, not bad. We already discovered. We discussed that nothing bad has happened, or anything you kind of like slightly disliked. Uh, so we talked last week about how we thought that uh, our our new puppy Ranger may have had a bit of a UTI or some sort of infection or something. Yeah. Well, we took him to the vet. He doesn't. And have they one. were like, they were like, eh, he doesn't have a UTI. Let's test for this other stuff. And so they tested all his blood and everything. They tested him for a type of diabetes that affects dogs, ability to to uh, process water. And uh, after all that, they were like, he just likes to drink water. <laughs> so basically, he's got this lifelong condition of drinking too much water. And then he pees everywhere. It's amazing, really, because... It seems like he pees and then he can come inside and he can pee immediately again. Yeah. Nope. Which is what he did to us last night. Yeah. You took him out. Well, we took him out. And then he came into the room I was sleeping in. And there's a mirror. And he got so excited. He like wiggled a second and then just peed everywhere. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, asshole? Yeah, he does that. He does that. He's got a bit of an excitement problem. Yeah. Let's go with that. He's a puppy. He'll, he'll, he'll get over it, I hope. I hope that he, uh, and I've heard that they do this, that they grow into the amount of water that they drink. So he's drinking as much as uh, like a 50, 60 pound dog would, and he's only 20 pounds. So do you think your dog is special? He's a little special. Like, is he like the only dog like that? And he is the most special dog ever, like every other pet owner or child owner. I do not. (laughs) I think Drifter is very special. Yeah. But uh, no, this one, uh, he's just a puppy. He hasn't really quite developed a personality yet. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. He's still a puppy. He's so I've, I had one one dislike, mm-hmm. and it's because people make things that they think are going to make everyone's lives easier, and it just allows you to do more work. How so? And this is, it's called a pole gun. It is a powder, powdered actuated nail gun. Powder actuated? Yes, it's... It's a blank cartridge, basically, that fires a nail into the concrete. Okay. So it weighs about 15 pounds, and they're like, let's put it on the end of a 10-foot pole with a trigger at the bottom of the pole so you can hold it above your head and pin things to the ceiling without having to get on a ladder. Everyone thought that was a great idea, and it is. But then it allows you, for what I did, which was 16 hours of work, to hang over 2,000 wires onto the ceiling. You know, you should have got... got you know, in uh, like ROTC and stuff, they have those little flag holders yeah. that they put around their waist. Oh, that would have You should have got one of those. But that's the thing. Like, it had, like, the ceiling's so tall that it had to go above my head. So I just needed, like, an extra, like, two extensions on it. And then that would have worked. Ah, uh, yeah. But then the problem would have been I, 
I would have nailed it to the ceiling and then I have to take it down because there's so much stuff hanging up. Like I'm putting it between ducks. I'm putting it around pipes. Can't just keep it up in the air. That's annoying. It was, it was not fun. There are other inventions I can think of that are way worse that happened, but we don't need to get into it. (laughs) (laughs) So what's this about a Jeep in the looking ahead section? I am finally getting the Jeep. It is confirmed within two weeks the Jeep will be mine. Oh, because the uh, the replacement vehicle is arriving the, within two weeks? The replacement vehicle will be arriving in a week, and Dad's going to uh, postpone it for a little bit because uh, two dealerships are offering to buy the Toyota, and we're going to see which one offers the better price and just sell it to them. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is it what you're asking for? Not even close, but yeah. it's a dealership. I didn't think so. The thing... So... Oh, that's oh, that reminds me. A big dislike. I had four offers for the Toyota Corolla this week. Mm-hmm. All of them backed out because they either a can't drive a manual or two won't drive a manual. Oh, come on. So three of them can't drive it. They were so excited about the car because I they like I have like a, a price on it, and then when they asked what I'd be willing to take, like I dropped it way down to seem like I was a real nice guy, and they were like all excited about it. And they wanted to look at one guy got in the car, and then. He was like, what's the third pedal for? I was like, oh, no, you're not going to want this car then, are you? It's a great car to learn on, though. It's super hard to screw up a shift in that car. If it was the Jetta, I would agree. The Jetta was the easiest car to drive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that one, it's like, it's so soft all the way through. It's, it's, there's no, like, catch, you know? So it just kind of happens to work. It's very uncomfortable. But, But yeah, no, that sucks. So, and then, so on Friday, I had a guy come up to me in my apartment and he's just like, you're the one selling the Toyota, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I am. He's like, my, I, I'm looking to buy my car, my son's first car. Like, do you mind if we go look at it? And I said, yeah, of course. Let's go look at it. And we're looking around it and he's checking it out. Like he's looking at the, like, there's a little bit of like scuff on the back end. And he's just asking me how that happened. And I was like, my brother drove this car first. <laughs> like I've done no damage to this vehicle. Hand me down. <laughs> And I was like, but, you know, I'll get it cleaned, like, professionally, in, like, oh. interior cleaned. Like, I'll get the whole interior, exterior cleaned for you at, like, I won't bump the price anywhere. Like, it'll just be part of the deal. He was he was all about it. And then he's like, oh, it's a manual. My son doesn't know how to drive manual. I said, is your son an idiot? <laughs> he didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> well, it's so easy to learn. <gasps> yeah, it is. And I feel like it for, takes, that's perfect for like a teenager. It takes one day, not even. I, it takes two hours to learn on a clutch. It, it takes a lot longer than that to be good, but to drive it. I mean, I yeah, maybe maybe not even two hours. You could you could probably teach anybody in about an hour, unless yeah. they're an idiot. And then, but like I get I get trying to learn a manual in the city would be sketchy because you got to get across the intersections kind of quick, and if you stall. It ain't cool for anybody. Yeah, that's true. But I'm telling you, the best piece of advice for someone learning on a manual is it's way fucking cooler to burn out than it is to stall the that's car. That's true. That's true. So if you think you're going to stall, you just mash the gas and throw the clutch out and it'll spin tires and it'll kick forward. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just gun it. That's true. That's how uh, when I first started learning how to drive, I always struggled at, the, at a friend's house because it's this massive gravel uphill you know who i'm talking about yeah i stalled every time i went there i would stall out like two or three times getting out of the driveway nice and that's when i think it was james who was like it's way cooler to stall or way cooler to burn out and so one day i'm getting out of there and i'm like i stall it and i just start up and it's just like (laughs) 
I'm just throwing gravel everywhere, and the car's like wiggling back and forth as the front end's trying to catch. And then I get out of their driveway, and he, the guy calls me. He goes, "What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Machine gun fire!" <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Nice. Yeah, but I would recommend a manual to anybody, especially a 2011 white Toyota Corolla. Oh yes, especially that. especially that. But I, I don't think I'll. Unless I have to get an automatic, I don't think I ever will. Because I, I've learned to not... I don't enjoy... Nobody enjoys traffic. But, like, DC traffic doesn't bother me anymore in a manual. Just put it in second gear. Let massive space. Let everyone pass you angrily because they want to go slam on their brakes right. 10 feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to... I don't even have to shift or brake anymore. I just sit at, like, 7 miles an hour and just, like, whine up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. I can't really do that because I have lights and it comes to a complete stop all the time. But Oh, yeah. But in a place where it's just heavy traffic without lights, yeah, yeah. that's a good piece of advice. That's good life advice for once. All right. <laughs> yeah. Look at us doing stuff. So yeah. that's exciting though, that you're getting the Jeep. Yeah. Another manual. Yeah. Which I will probably stall all the time because it takes me a while to get used to different clutches. Uh, you'll figure it out. Let's just hope all the brakes don't lock up at the same time again. That would suck. <laughs> I just the, the I have to buy a hard top for it because I know within the first week my car will be they'll either cut my the soft top off or they'll just break into the car every day. Jeez. Because where where I work is just a Can't you just area. unzip it though? You can, and that's what I would hope someone would do is just unzip my window. Right. But they wouldn't. They would just cut the window open. Because That's they rude. can. I know. I'm going to put a sign on it that says, the window zip. <laughs> Take whatever you want. There's or whatever nothing you in here, yeah. but unzip the windows, please. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the wrench that sits on the back seat. Just don't cut the window for it. Yeah. No. It's, it's a good yeah. idea. Hardtop's a good idea. Any any news coming out, though? Uh, you're still working on those shirts. Uh, I think you might need some external help. I need some external help. So we're still working on that. Uh, shout out to all our patrons. We appreciate all of you guys' support. I think we should do like a twenty, like a twenty-minute episode just for our subscribers. Yeah, let's or do patrons, it. not subscribers. Let's, yeah, just we, for our subscribers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for everybody. Uh, yeah, just for anyone who listens. Uh, yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, we are going to do a another unhinged stories. Yep. Episode coming out soon. Yep. So that would be exciting. Gathering some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Putting it together. We'll do that in the next couple of weeks probably. So it's been a week. Show me your bear bits. That's, that's, that's right. You want to see these bear bits, boy? <laughs> I certainly do. So in Siberia, well, not, well, yeah, it's Siberia. Let's go with that. Russia, somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. A man was hunting and a grizzly bear got him, or a brown bear. Let's go with grizzly bear. They didn't specify. I apologize. So the bear attacked him, drug him into this den, and then broke his neck in the den. And the guy survived for a month in that condition. How? Uh, surviving off bear urine. Ew. So a group of hunters found him because the dogs wouldn't leave the den alone. And he looked like he was kind of mummified because since he couldn't move, he'd been laying still. Atrophied to hell? 
his his flesh underneath him had been rotting. Oh. So he had rotten flesh covering himself, and he'd just been drinking bear urine. But, like, where else can you find a story like this where a man survives a month in a bear den with a broken spine? Yeah, only Russia. Could, so he couldn't, he couldn't move because his neck was broken and he was paralyzed? He, I, I, I don't know what what the extents of the paralysis was okay. definitely his legs his legs are definitely never moving again i don't know i definitely would have tried to crawl out of there <laughs> i, I assume his arms aren't working either i also probably would have just died i don't yeah. know if i really want to drink bear urine for a month yeah i don't think i would have either i think after the snap and i've been like mm, i am screwed i've been like i didn't antagonize the bear until he just ate me <laughs> <laughs> just yell at it yeah hey hey you <laughs> you suck come over here and eat me <laughs> you're ugly <laughs> yeah that would do it bears respond to stimulation that's a very russian story oh yeah i mean they're they're tough son of bitches out there well they only drink vodka mm-hmm. and, and bear urine and bear urine <laughs> Which is probably just vodka. Most likely. I mean, all the bears, what else are they going to be drinking? Speaking of dirty, dirty Russians. Nice. They have decided that the best way to operate their subs are on fire underwater. Yeah, so there's this sub called the Loshirik, which is named after a Russian children's book. Uh, And this sub was down in the arctic specifically in one of the seas near the arctic it was in the barren sea anyways it caught fire and some some of the crew members were actually able to contain the fire and somehow gave their lives doing that but this avoided the nuclear submarine from anything worse happening to it and they were able to recover it and uh, some of the people inside did live somehow amazingly i don't know how the other people died but (laughs) you know whatever uh, and I thought it was cool that they're able to actually repair the submarine. What I don't think is cool is that the Russians are doing secretive, sneaky, sneaky missions <laughs> with a nuclear sub at the bottom of the Arctic. Well, almost all subs are nuclear powered now. Yeah. So it's not it's not it being nuclear makes it any worse. It's the fact that they had the majority of the crew was just officers. Which means it was some stealth, sneaky, 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 sneaky. Yeah, I mean, like there was looking at the the death list here. Every single person listed here is a captain. Thir- yeah, some sort of captain or lieutenant captains. And I mean that that relates to like uh, O six, which in That's the a U.S. relatively military. high rank. That's pretty high rank. That's over eight years. I think way more than that. Yeah, that's. But you know what they're probably trying to find. All those emails that Hillary's lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they've actually, they've put up uh, defense systems in the water there that can detect submarines. Russia has done this. Oh, yeah. They're dropping, what's, I guess, listening devices. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Not much to listen to out there. But you do you, Russia. I mean, that's mostly what our submarines do as well, is they're just creating, you know, vast expanses of not like a seascape that they can... They know what's going on in it. They're just dropping sonar dishes everywhere to listen. Oh, I don't because know. Because that's how, that's how they conduct battle or warfare. So if they know where everybody is in the area, it ain't a problem. All right. I, I don't know that. If you say <laughs> so. Sure. Why not? Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Seems like a good strategy. And they also, they, they tap into cables, undersea cables, and that's probably how Russia has affected our voting system so well. 
because we send everything overseas first and then have it come back processed. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that loophole. Yeah. We send it to China so their sweatshops can put all the work together and then send it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> In other international news, uh, the U.S. women won the World Cup again. I wish they had scored another 13 goals. I know. I mean, that first, or uh, was it the first game? Maybe the second game. It was the first elimination game, I believe. Who was it against? Taiwan. Yeah. It was like 13-0? 13-0. And they celebrated the first goal just as hard as they celebrated the 13th goal. And I am the unpopular opinion, but I think that's fucking awesome. I mean, it's brutal. It's it, brutality. And that's what you need. You need to just dominate your opponent and then dominate them some more and then beat the shit out of them while they're down. I mean, it probably didn't hurt uh, the perception of the United States for the rest of the tournament. Like, people were probably scared to play them. Yeah. And, I mean, that worked out pretty good. I mean, I think, obviously, they're a superior team because this is, what, the third one that they've fourth. won? Fourth one? Fourth. In a row or just fourth? Fourth in a row, I believe. Okay, yeah. It's a lot. They they are a very very dominant team, and like besides all the the political riffraff going on with them, I, I don't even want to weigh in on it. But the celebrations were on point. Not with the Taiwan when we were playing England. Alex Morgan made drinking tea to all the Brits. Nice, and I thought that was awesome. <laughs> and so many people like lashed out at her, and I was like, what? It's Why? Soccer guys. It's- just it's, a silly celebration. It's friendly banter. Yeah. Like, nobody's really upset about it. Unless, Unless she threw it in the harbor. That would be, <laughs> I think it would have been a better celebration act if she was drinking tea, spit it out, and then dump it out. Like That would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I like that. I do, too. That's funny. I, would, I wish we had a separate podcast to do political issues, but we're not that, and we're going to keep ignoring all political issues. Yep. So, uh... <laughs> Do you think that the U.S. women's team is so good just because we put more like effort than other countries into developing women's sports, or do you I, think that we just have superior talent? Because I mean, like, if you look at it from the men's side, the U.S. cares so much less about soccer in general than every other country. I so I think the reason why we're the dominant team and other, you know, like the Netherlands and England are so have such strong teams is because we allow our girls to play sports. We provide things for them while they're growing up to play sports. In other countries, they don't do that. Okay, so yeah, it is a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it's mostly cultural. I, I, Yes, we probably pump more money than any other country into our women's sports. Probably. Apparently not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, and that's why we have the best team in the world. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they are a dominant force. Have you seen that video of like, uh, it's like, who don't say play like a girl or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And this professional women's soccer player goes onto a field with a bunch of like clubs. Like it was, it was a guy's team of like 30 something year olds just playing club soccer for fun in the evening. Yeah, they're, they're pl- and it's a professional woman's soccer player and she's just kicking all their asses. It's like, duh <laughs> like what are you trying to prove here obviously she's gonna destroy them yeah and they're like oh we had no idea you job. were a girl like well yeah she looked like a dude until right now <laughs> that uh i don't know if if she had gone out and played on like barcelona's team and done that i'd have been severely impressed if anyone could play like that on barcelona's team yeah i'd be impressed but 
Enough about soccer. It's a Sunday league. I don't care about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have you heard of ever in your life a movie being remade? Almost every time. Because <laughs> I think Hollywood is just completely out of ideas. Uh, the the one that tipped me off to this was Saw. You know, the Saw series, you know, you and play a game, you know, whatever. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, Saw, what is Saw? Right. Uh, it's being rebooted. Uh, the last Saw movie came out two years ago. And it's, it's, uh, are they, two are they, years ago. Are they redoing the first Saw or are they just making another Saw sequel? It's rebooted. So I assume that's remaking the first one. Oh my God. What? The Saw movies, apparently, I won't watch them. I'm not a big fan of super gory movies because I'm a little puss. Yeah. But apparently they weren't that great anyway. So why, why, why do it again? Because it's being directed by Chris Rock. Oh. Oh. That's all Chris had, Rock that's does all what had, he wants. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything recently that he's stood out to me. There are... and. You're right, because all I've ever seen in the recent years are just massive remakes. So I looked it up, and it's not it's not a new phenomenon, remaking no. things. It seemed more prevalent recently, but that's probably a recency bias. We're like, oh, so many remakes recently. And it's like one of those things that people have been saying for years. It's yeah. like, oh, so many remakes. Um, but so there's some other remakes that are coming up or already out. Uh, the Lion King, Aladdin, The Mummy, Charlie's Angel, Rambo 5. Not exactly a remake. Uh, and they're redoing Scarface. And I don't even want to talk about Spider-Man. Man, was there three different remakes? I believe so. Less than 10 years apart uh, between the original one. Not even the original one. The My childhood one and then the following one. Was that Toby Toby McGuire and whoever the next guy was? And then there was another one, this current one, right? Tom Holland? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. It's ridiculous. Can they not come up with new ideas? No, they can't. I, the, I will give them a little bit of leeway on The Lion King and Aladdin because it, I, it's, not, it's not really, it is a remake, but they're not changing the storyline like they did in other remakes where they kind of like, it's the same exact movie, just live action or CGI'd. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with you. Why? Because I, I when I watched the Jungle Book, I thought the live action, you know, super superior CGI was a very very good adaptation of the cartoon Jungle Book. Okay, so I'm it's fine. I'm down with the Lion King. And I'm down with Aladdin. I mean, the thing is though, nostalgia is always in season. That these companies aren't doing anything new. But people, for some reason, will still go to pay see it. So, I mean, I guess it's fine in that sense. But it's just, like, come up with a new idea. Come up with something good. There's only, like, seven storylines, right? Yeah. And they've butchered them. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to make an eighth. Right. Um, I was going to say something else with that is uh, some things just, just keep going, right? Forever and ever and ever. Yes. So, Scrooge, A Christmas Story. That's all. It's got to be remade. Wait, is it a Christmas Story or Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol has seven different movies. It, and that's, Are you including the Muppets? That's just in the U.S. I, I don't know if that's on that list. Because the Muppets I think is the best Christmas Carol. No, I think that would be a spinoff. I don't think that's counted in this. Are you? It's got Scrooge in it. It's got Kermit the Frog. I mean, and Rizzo the Rat. 
Some other movies are Great Expectations, <laughs> Robin Hood, and The Three Musketeers. Those each have five remakes. And considering, Great Expectations. Yeah. Considering I haven't either. But if you think about the fact that movies have only been around for, let's just call it 100 years, seven or five in the span of 100 years is an average of like 20 to 25 years between remakes. Is that not long enough for you? Not long enough. What is what's your But but realistically it's it's been like five or seven in the last sixty years. So we're less than ten yeah. years between. That's so, just too much. So would you would you be down if they remade let's go with a classic Nemo? Nope. No? No you can name just about anything and I'm not gonna be okay with them remaking it. What if they stupid. tried to remake Assassin's Creed and do it well this time? The video game? The the movie off the video the, game. The movie? No. No? No. They can try and make another one, <laughs> but they shouldn't try and remake something that's already existed, you know? Okay. It's just, it's a waste of, I don't know, time. Stupid. I mean, how often do you go see movies anymore? Not very often. So shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting in your home, in your basement, bitching. Yep. True. <laughs> true, 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 true. So have speaking of sitting in your basement, have you ever wanted to just tell your dog to go get you a beer and have him go fetch it? I would, with the caveat that I don't want him to be able to open the fridge by himself. So I feel like that's a slippery slope. What if you just have like a beer dispenser on the front of it and he can just go up and grab a beer out? That'd be dope. I think you should look into that. I think we're on to something here. Yeah. But so they are creating or they have created in, I believe it's Israel. A haptic feedback dog vest. So you should. So people who are you know disabled uh, and for service dogs, they can command their dog without having to speak. So how does this work? It there's different sensors or different haptics all throughout the vest, and then you can train your dog to respond to whichever you know. Uh, what am I looking for? Direction. Not direction. Command. No, you're not helping here. Okay. God, we're bad at catchphrases. <laughs> so this this says input. It, oh, input. Okay, yeah. This says it uses vibrations. You got a bunch of little motors, and it yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So what you could, you wouldn't even have to see your dog. You don't even have to be in the same room as your dog. You just be napping. You just click a button twice, and he's like, oh, it's time to get a beer. Gets up, fetches you a beer, goes back to nap. Goes back to nap. Perfect dog. That's awesome. I like that. That's cool. What was this design? For. I believe it's for it's to help people who are disabled and have trouble speaking and have service dogs. Okay. I like that. Or if you're mute, I guess. I've never understood that one, but yeah, it makes sense. Or I know if you're deaf, you have trouble speaking because you obviously can't hear yourself. Right. So maybe that also for people who are deaf. Yeah. But also, I think this should just be a consumer product because what better way... You don't even have to command your dog. Like you don't have to waste time opening your mouth and uttering words. Yeah, but you probably have to spend forever training it to do the things based on the the input. It's, that's a lot of training. Yeah, and you look at most people with dogs under twenty pounds, under thirty no, pounds. No, they don't train their dog at all. Here's what you do. Yeah, you go to a doctor. Okay, you get them to write off that you're somewhat disabled and you need a service dog, and right. then you contact a service dog uh, company and they train the dog for you and they ship it to you. Oh. Perfect. I totally agree. Yeah. 
Once again, we're on to something. All right, I'm just we'll just get a little remote beer on one button, <laughs> water on the other. <laughs> no vodka on the other. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. I think it's a, a very nifty design. That seems like really innovative and useful. Unlike Amazon Prime Day. Which, if you've ever tried to buy something on Prime Day, which is coming up soon, it sucks. <laughs> Tomorrow, right? I, I believe so. It's like, it's the deals are crap. They are. They are. They're not anything you needed to buy or you wanted to get. Never has a sale on it. Right on Prime Day. Yeah, they're tracking your location. They know what you want. They're in your head. Yeah, everyone's Amazon looks different on Prime Day. Probably. But anyways, I thought it was hilarious that last year their site, Amazon, went down, had had a bit of technical issues on Prime Day because of the high traffic, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This year, eBay has a special deal that only unlocks if Amazon crashes again. So that is <laughs> such a great FU Amazon. I absolutely love that. And a bunch of other retailers are doing their own Amazon Prime Days uh, sales, so... I'm sure within the next couple of years, this quote-unquote holiday will have another name besides Prime Day because it can't be Prime Walmart Best Buy Day. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever bought anything on Prime Day. I haven't either. I I, I used to spend time looking at the deals, and then I was like, this is all just junk. I don't need junk. No, no, this is something that I need. Why would I buy this? It's just like going into Costco and impulse buying. Right. That's exactly what it is, actually. That's how that's how they get you. <laughs> but Capitalism at its finest. But they don't get us. We sit there and we're like, that's a terrible deal. <laughs> well, us, yeah. True. Your layman probably gets gets got. Gets got. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure Amazon will post like new like record breaking numbers tomorrow. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure they will. All right. And then eBay will also post record-breaking when Amazon crashes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, look at look at this terrible deal. A brand-new PS4 Pro for $320 when it's originally 400 Like, that's $80 off isn't really worth anyone's time. I Are mean, that, that's a pretty significant deal if you're, like, scraping together money. The, I only see one actually good deal for, like, a big sale day, and that's that 82-inch TV. That's thousand dollars oh. off. That's that's okay. That's a third of the price. Yeah, that's not bad. That ain't bad at all. That's I mean that's still you're not eighty two inches. Damn, that's big. Nobody has a house for that. I mean, well, if you look up the recommended viewing distances for four K TVs, it's absurd. Like we have a, a sixty five inch. It's like three to four feet, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that's too close. I mean, if we're at like. Five to eight feet now, depending on which couch you sit on. I mean, when that's I that's plenty close. When I play video games, I I I must have my eyes are getting worse and worse because I have to sit closer and closer. Have you seen me when I used to yeah. play on Xbox? It used to be like eight inches away from. You the could screen. see the grease stains on the screen <laughs> from my fucking nose. <laughs> it was, I, I'm bad about it. Yeah, but so I mean, I guess some some of these deals aren't aren't too bad. This particular this uh this laptop down here, it's two hundred and sixty dollars when the original price is eleven hundred. Wow, we are just thrashing uh, Man, Amazon right, right I now. I take everything back. Well, these are these, these are, are eBay deals. sales. <laughs> I just so, realized that. Yeah, Amazon deals suck in comparison. Oh, okay, but 
I mean, the the only thing that I'm even possibly considering buying is a Surface uh, Surface tablet laptop thingy, Bob. Why? Uh, you have two already. Because this one's gigantic. I want one that's portable. Point being, I, pro- I probably won't. I mean, <laughs> if it was half price, I would. But they're not going to do that. That's like a that's a big mainstream item. Like this stuff here. Most of this is kind of uh, obscure stuff. That uh, the only thing I. I- would be even considering buying is the switch yep yep so porsche or if you're an american porsche yep it is finally moving away from its turbochargers for its top end uh models why so they didn't like the lag uh for it and they also they thought the performance wasn't up to par so are they doing superchargers they are not instead they've developed a new naturally aspirated flat six to replace their top end vehicles that had turbos in them to start with. So like the Boxster and the Cayman, I believe. Did they, did they have, um, turbocharged like V sixes? It was, or? it was a six, it was a six liter or not a six liter engine. It was a six Whoa. cylinder engine with turbos and they decided they didn't like the performance of it. Okay. So they're going back to the flat six, which they have used in the nine elevens for what 40 years now uh 50 50 yeah so it's a tested and proven method i i don't have a problem with it i don't have never driven a porsche i would like to drive a porsche i it's just it's the opposite direction that everybody else is moving because the upsides of turbos are pretty significant i mean better fuel economy and on par performance but i mean i guess i guess porsche is not a standard car no they're that's for someone who wants an expensive car where the back end can swing out at any time and kill you (laughs) and when that back end swings out it doesn't just swing out a little bit it swings out all the way yeah i i appreciate it i would like to own a porsche one day in my life i'm sure i can manage it yeah you'd probably buy a really old one pretty cheap yeah i mean but i want Looking at like the 911. Uh, yeah. You know, so I'm also looking at the 918s. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's out there. Anyways, why why do you like this compared to the turbocharge? I think it's it's interesting that the flat six is as large as you can make a flat six. You can't make a flat engine any larger than six cylinders. Why? Uh, apparently, the crankshaft gets so long that it has so much bend in it that it breaks the engine. Oh. So they can't do a flat eight, which I would hope. I'm sure at some point they will be able to do it, but currently the laws of physics prevent it wow okay so i thought it was very interesting that they were like you know what we're testing the limits here we're gonna we're gonna keep going here and they and also the fact they moved away from the turbos mm-hmm. i think it'll give a porsche a much better sound because turbos do take away from noise naturally aspirated engines typically sound better it's gonna sound so clean it could it depends yeah it, it probably will it, it i mean it, it's gonna be nice yeah yeah i mean that's that's interesting because you know fuel efficiency fewer emissions like everyone's like turbos like uh the big one that comes to mind is for trucks and trucks are something that you normally want a giant naturally aspirated engine yeah but now they're almost all of them not just ford for just the one that came to mind is they have smaller engines with turbochargers. Oh, so you're talking about Dodge and they're rocking the Cummins like 8.1 liter engine with a massive turbo on it. Yep. It's got a better zero to 60 than most sports cars. Yep. Well, I know a guy with a uh, uh, F450 that's got like a, uh, man, I don't even know what it is. Probably a five something liter 
twin turbo V8. So uh, that's pretty absurd. I <laughs> I love trucks. I don't I don't want to own one, but I do love trucks. They are they're they're cool. I like them a lot. But speaking of Porsche, Germans, and Adolf Hitler, <laughs> we are finally saying goodbye. I hope for the last time and forever. The Volkswagen Beetle is gone. Yes, I'm very excited about this because that is the one. Well, not the ugliest, but it's pretty ugly. It's a pretty ugly car. It was it's, designed by Hitler himself. We don't need him on the road anymore. Well, it was designed by Porsche. Uh, Hitler charged Porsche to develop it. Okay, it was designed on Hitler's command. Correct. To be the people's car. The Volkswagen. I do like that they are they float. That is that is true. That is pretty cool. That is a great test to know about. Apparently, somebody drove one off of the Bay Bridge a couple of years ago and survived. Oh, this was way more than a couple of years ago. I was about to say, that's uh, been a while. A long time and survived because the Volkswagen floated. I think I think the thing that, that sold Volkswagen for me and made me want that car to be dropped off a cliff was they put a flower vase in the dashboard. What? Why? I don't know. I've never bought a car and thought, you know what I need? I need vegetation in here. Is it a cup holder? No, it's a vase. It's to hold a vase. That is its purpose. It's a massive cup on the front end or on the, oh, in the middle of the dashboard that you can put flowers in. No, we, we can do it. We can do it without that. I dated a girl in college that had one and she was so, she loved that car and she at, like asked me to drive it one day and I drove it and we got about, I don't know, we didn't even get out of the West Lib parking lot and I got out of the car and told her to drive. <laughs> and she was like, why? And I was like, because I've never been in a more miserable vehicle. Wow. It is roomy. That is its only, only good thing was it was roomy in the front seats. I will admit that the the reboot, the reboot of the Beatles looked better than the older ones. They all look like trash. The reboot ones looked better. <laughs> they looked better. It but wasn't I hard. Mean, you polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> it it was a it's a slow car. It really isn't that fuel like their their fuel economy for that kind of vehicle was pretty subpar. Well, I don't think it's all that aerodynamic. No. I don't think that's what it was designed for. It's it's an ass hat of a car. Yeah. Anyways, it's gone. But the dune buggy came out of it. Uh, really? Yeah, that's that's why it's a dune buggy. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah. Although now they look nothing like Beatles. Thankfully. Thank God. <laughs> So that's good. Yeah. Uh, thank the Lord it's gone. I couldn't think of a better car. I, I can think of one other car that can go as well, and that is any Fiat, especially the Fiat 500 of Barth. Yeah. They had a commercial. I think I've already talked about this, where they drive they drive it off a cliff. Uh-huh. Couldn't think of a better thing to do with that. Right. <laughs> also, the PT Cruiser. The uh... What are old God. people going to drive that's kind of they think is sporty if it's not the PT Cruiser. Mercury Cougars, Ford Crown Victorias. I would never Lincoln classify Town Cars, a Ford Victoria as a sports car. A sporty car. Yeah, me neither. But that's PT what all Cru- people are going to drive. But PT Cruisers are kind of sold as a sporty They what? are? Yeah. Are they? Yes. Oh. What do you think the shitty designs for? I don't know. Because someone vomited on a piece of paper and said, yes, I need that. Oh, yeah. The one time we drove a, uh, we had a rental car when we were on vacation one time. It was a Mazda 3. 
Yeah. No. Six? Five? I don't I forget what it was. But it was like it it had sliding doors in the back. It was like a tiny minivan. I was like, who designed this thing? <laughs> Casey hated it because she hates minivans. I was like, it's not that bad. You love minivans. <laughs> you drove yours to the death of it. It's still going, bro. That's true. It's still going. It's uh sixteen years and counting. It's not bad, not bad. Over two hundred thousand miles. You drove that thing hard. I drove it well. And hard <laughs> and fast and really hard. Regardless. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, minivans are super practical. Casey hates them. Never going to be able They're pickup trucks with covered beds. And more seats. Exactly. I yeah. think they're better than trucks. Casey even hates the uh, the tops that people put on their trucks. You know what I'm talking about? The hard top you can put on oh, the, the back? To cover the bed? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because it makes it look like a Suburban? I don't. I don't know. I don't know why she does she hate, She says they look stupid. Does she hate SUVs as well then? Uh, probably. I don't know. It doesn't look like a truck anymore when you put that thing on there. Why don't you get her like a little uh, Mo- uh, MX-5? That's the Mazda Miata. I know. I just, I, I already have three cars. I don't yeah. need more. But if you get her a small little car, she'll be happy. She would rather drive the truck. Why? I don't know. It's impractical. <laughs> <laughs> it's impractical. And she's got a perfectly good sedan. Well, it's been in the shop for a couple of weeks now. By shop, I mean the garage while I work on fixing it, which I finished this morning. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her, how, like, I saw the mirror sitting on the table. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, oh, I broke for a deer. And then I hit a mailbox. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I was like, wait, a second. you swerved and broke. It's like two things you shouldn't do. You should break, obviously, but you shouldn't swerve. Nope, accelerate. <laughs> See how far you can make Bambi bounce. <laughs> Let's talk to hit a bear. <laughs> no, we're not getting to that again. <laughs> Let's move away from cars. So we talked about, uh, we've talked about many times about Cuphead, the video yes. game, and how great it is, and how awesome the art style is. Uh, how awesome people think the art style is. Well, I like it. I enjoy it. Okay. I don't like it. But it's it's kind of retro in a cool way. It's like beyond retro. It's yeah. like old school. It's like 19, like 20s. 30s maybe? Like, like Mickey Mouse era. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, but it is it is well drawn. Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. But they're making it into an animated series and I'm like, what? Why? Why? Right? I mean, video games always do really well when you turn them into a TV show or a movie. Always, hundred percent of the time. Well, not only that, but no, but like the reason why they're not still making Mickey Mouse cartoons is because that style is dead in in TV show. Nostalgia is always in seasons. But this isn't nostalgia. If it was a remade of Mickey Mouse, we might be to something. But this is whatever the hell these things are. Well, it's in that style, so I I don't know. I just just seems kind of stupid to me. I mean, the first line of this article is. It's most obvious, duh. So Netflix is doing this. I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, I, I might, I might like, you know, we have Netflix, so I might watch an episode whenever it comes out. To counter your nostalgia, though, the only people who have nostalgia about this fought in the Great War and World War Two, and they're all dead. Not necessarily. People with grandkids who had these on VHS or Laserdisc or whatever. No, probably not in VHS. No, I don't think that was around. I don't know. 
There is nobody who plays Cuphead, who knows of Cuphead, and is going to be like, I can't wait to watch that show because they're not 70, 80, 90 Whatever, years man. old. It's old animation. It's cool. It's not People, cool. You can have nostalgia for things you weren't around for. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have nostalgia for something you have not enjoyed. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's it's a throwback though. Things things you know, like every couple of decades, generations, things come back in style. So maybe this is that. I'm waiting for you know men to wear jean shorts again. Oh yeah, like cut off jean shorts. I'm down for that. Like cut off, cut off, like high cut offs. Like yeah, they're like the ones I used to rock in college. Oh, I didn't know about that. You got yeah. something you want to tell us? <laughs> no, I mean I got a couple pictures from a couple <laughs> parties, but I'll put those on the Instagram this week. <laughs> I'll send them over. It's there's one that I look like a minivan dumpster mom it's rough i I had my long hair pulled back i think i had a cigarette tucked in my ear and it just looked rough i'm so proud of you (laughs) wearing a wife beater is a fantastic i'm i'm so i'm so proud it's gonna be a great photo (laughs) so we talked a bit about the deals that were coming up on prime day Nintendo Switch has said, hey, our console is expensive. Let's come out with the cheaper one that has almost none of the cool stuff that the Switch has. So they announced this week the Switch Lite, which is basically just a PSP. It is a PSP. I mean, is it even... I don't think the design's different. It, it's so it's so incredibly similar. It, it's so incredibly similar. I mean, so, so a bit about the, the Switch. What makes the Switch great is it's a handheld gaming device that you put it in the dock and then it becomes a, a console. It connects to the TV automatically. Yeah. It's super easy. You you can stop mid-play, pick it up and play with it on your hands or whatever. But this is this is just a portable console. You can't dock it. You can't take the little side controllers off. It it is slightly cheaper, but also the screen's smaller and the color choices suck. Also the playtime which has to, since it's only portable, it cannot sit in a dock. The playtime is limited to what, maybe seven hours if you have a if you're not playing hard. But apparently, if it plays Zelda, you've got about four hours. Right. It, I guess if you play something less intense than that, yeah, it's it's more. Uh, I mean, you can sit with it plugged in, but it's not it's not the same. It'd it's, be nice if you had a switch, then you could just sit at your TV and have it plugged in. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure who this who this really appeals to. I mean, one thing that I've seen a lot of memes about is that. On the left-hand side, you'll notice it has an actual D-pad or actual directional pad instead of four buttons, which is the Switch has. But besides that, stupid. I mean... I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I especially hate the colors. Yellow, gray, and turquoise. Those are not... Yellow, gray... Why didn't they go with the classic Game Boys? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look good. The only the only saving grace that I could see about it is it's got the same resolution as the Switch, but it's got a slightly smaller screen, so the picture should look sharper. That's about it. Well, that's the equivalent of just holding the Switch just a little bit further away from you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it is it is cheaper. It's two hundred dollars instead of three hundred dollars, but I I really don't see who it, who it's supposed to appeal to, and I I don't I don't understand Google Stadia. On the other hand, has come out with a new frequently asked questions for people who are trying to understand stuff. Okay. Uh, so there's been some concern about when you buy a game on Google Stadia, do you own the game? 
will you be able to play it? Because it's solely cloud-based. Unlike yeah. most of the time where you download the game or you have a physical copy of the game. <clears throat> so they said, if you buy the game, you own the game license, which may be a, a bit of a tricky, tricky wordery. You can still play it if Stadia takes it down. So if they no longer offer this game for sale, you can still play it, probably. Uh, and unforeseen circumstances would not allow you to. Like if the publisher stops supporting, not publisher, but if the game stops supporting Google Stadia, right? So that would make sense. The other thing I was thinking, if uh, it's not being actively supported, yeah. So like if if Stadia comes up comes out with a new internal infrastructure update that requires an interface change for the games, requires the games themselves to do something different. And this is an old game that you you bought like a year ago. Nobody's, you know, continuing development for You're it. So well, you're just screwed. Can't play it anymore. And that's pretty irritating. The uh, the good thing that they, that they came up, or two good things they came up with from these facts, is that uh, you can save on the cloud indefinitely. So for reference, in Nintendo Switch Online, if your membership lapses, if you stop paying, you get six months to reinstate that membership. Otherwise, they delete all your cloud saves. And for Google Stadia, they said indefinite. So once you get it, you got it. Once you get it, you got it. There's probably another unforeseen circumstances <laughs> clause there, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the other thing that I thought was really cool, it's going to have co-op with up to four people. So... Four different people can play on the same system? Yep. Okay. So, like, I mean, how cool is that that if you want to play a game with your friends, you can just have four controllers with you and just play on any computer? Anywhere. That, that Okay. I like that. I'm going to give it to them. That's a solid move. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I'm down. I'm down. I, I want... I'm not going to get it because I, do, I don't need it. Right. I don't, but... I, I would love, I wouldn't mind if a friend got it. Sounds a little moochy there. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh yeah, that's how gaming works. <laughs> you, I've mooched off you for the last 23 years. Forever. 2017. Do you years. even remember how old you are now? No. <laughs> I think I turned 25. I don't know though. Hard to keep track. Um, one last thing. Did you ever play Splinter Cell? I did not. I wasn't old enough. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Yeah, we had it with our original Xbox. I'm not sure if my mom actually liked me playing that game. Um, I knew Robbie played it, my brother-in-law, and uh, I tried to play it, but uh, Lauren said no. Ah. Uh, and since Lauren's 10 years older than me, and basically my mom, right. second mother, you I had to listen. can't say no. Yeah, <laughs> I have to listen to her. Um, so Splinter Cell is going to be on virtual reality. I think that it's Facebook has bought the rights in order to put out Splinter Cell VR. Also Assassin's Creed, which is another game my mom definitely didn't like me playing. <laughs> Instead of shooting people, though, I justified it, though. You stab people, which yeah. I don't know if that was better. You stab them repeatedly. <laughs> words. Yes, repeatedly. But most of the time, you just walk around in groups and listening to people. You really Assassin's hated that Creed. part of the game, didn't you? What? The listening to people? The listening to people. Yeah, it's stupid. I thought, I, I thought the first one was just so painfully repetitive. Oh, absolutely. A trailing mission, uh, help the people out. Intercept uh, a messenger. Yeah, yeah. Then go kill the guy. It's a fun game, though. It was. It was the first of its kind. 
It was. It was uh, that. It was groundbreaking. And it had a, a somewhat okay storyline. And then the storyline just went off the fucking rails. Now it's crazy. Uh, okay, I was about to say, the, the original storyline, I thought, besides the very last game, which I thought was absolute trash, up to that, the storyline was epic. They did a great job developing it. I mean, it was a single-player game, so it had to have a good storyline. Right. Otherwise, what are you playing for? <laughs> the side, well, side missions now, apparently. I mean, yeah. But uh, I don't really care about Assassin's Creed VR because that doesn't seem all that exciting to me. It seems like something very prone to motion sickness because the amount of climbing and falling and jumping in that game. I, and, and that, and I can't see it being actually smooth to play on VR. No, because we talked about this before, before we went, went live. Live. Went Live. On Went on air. <laughs> uh, movement is a very, very hard thing to do in VR. Because unless you're on like a 360 treadmill thing, which like nobody has, uh, you can't move fluidly. Yeah. And even then, like what if you're trying to climb something, jump on a box, jump over a wall? Like there's no way to do that in VR, at least now. Agreed. So, I mean, uh, so yeah, I no, movement, it's... They got to figure out something, otherwise it'll be real choppy and not very much fun. I think what they should do is get all the visuals, obviously paired to the headset. Uh, you know, you got your peripherals going. You got You got. The, you're like immersed in the game, but you still use a controller. It'd be like having a 360 TV around you. Yeah. So I mean, there are games that you can do that with now, uh, but I don't know. I I've, actually haven't really tried that except for uh, I played a racing game one time where I was in VR and had a controller. Was it fun? It was all right. It was all right. I mean, racing games are one of those things that a controller just doesn't cut it. You just you really need a steering wheel and pedals and shifter and uh, then a car attached to it. Car, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, to wrap it up, I'm I'm excited about Splinter Cell VR. I think it could be a lot of fun. Has potential. We'll I need see. to play Splinter Cell. I hear it's is that one of the games that like you should have played while growing up. Uh, I mean, maybe it probably hasn't aged that well, and there's a lot of kind of games like it, but for some reason that one just sticks out to me because uh, just the gadgets and the the uh, tactics that were in it. But there's there's one game that I've always wanted to play. I was never old enough when it was out. It's uh, and they constantly talk about making a second one. And they never have done it yet. Half-Life? Half-Life. They're talking about making the third one. Third one. I've never played either of the Half-Lives, and I've heard they're exceptionally good. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to play them as well. They didn't age that well either. I'm sure. I'm but, sure they didn't. I mean, they're good games. I, I played uh, I played the second one, I believe, uh, and got in like an orange box or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was a box that came in. Yeah. I need the box. Yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> I think that about wraps it up. Oh, does it? You got anything else to add? Uh, nothing of importance. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your support. Consider becoming a patron. See you next week. See you next week. Mm-hmm.